blesses our church. And um, I know we've seen our families grow immensely um, in God, and it's due in large part thanks to you. And we just are so grateful and thankful for you. Um, so we want to, yeah. Um, yeah, and just for our family, sorry, my son. Um, yeah, just being able to have, um, you know, a nice, yeah, not only, you know, leading a church family, but um, we kind of missed the boat on past appreciation day, like, back in, no, was it October, November? <laughs> um, so, but we were thinking, like, oh, man, we, you know, we just, you know, we don't want you to ever think that we, you know, any of us take you for granted. Um, you know, you, you lead our church, you know, you lead our families, um, and we're just so very blessed to be able to grow up in this church and um, be able to, you know, um, experience God in a, a new way that we know we never thought was possible. Um, so, yeah, do you want to go over the... So we have a gift for you on behalf of the church. You're welcome. Um, Heavy. It is. <laughs> um, I'd like to say a little prayer, sure. and then we have a little bit of a surprise for you. Oh, yep. wow. Dear Lord, thank you so much for LifeQuest Community Church and the 15 years that it has served the Hilton community, Lord. Thank you for all the lives that it's touched, Lord, and um, thank you for Rob and Terry and the rest of the Dickerson clan, Lord, and um, just thank you for the way that they lead us, the way that they show us your love and your grace. Um, Lord, I just pray a blessing over them, Lord. I just pray that you would help them to know how meaningful they are to us and how much they have helped each and every one of us grow in our faith, Lord. I pray that you would show them the ways that they have touched the lives of everyone so that they can see how they are doing your work in a tangible way, Lord. So, Lord, I just pray that the next... Fifteen and more years will just be full of blessings and um, good things from you. Amen. Thank you. So there's cake and punch. The punch. um, The reason that you use a punch bowl is because once you add the sherbet, it wants to expand. Yes. And I got a nice canister, and I just put the sherbet in it, so it's it's going to finish overflowing in the sink, and then it will be out with the cake. Awesome. Good. Yep, we have a video for you. Oh, my goodness. So, do you want to have a seat? Yeah. LifeQuest has had an amazing impact on my life. Uh, I feel like at LifeQuest, it's the first church, really, that I've been a part of where it feels really like a family, like these people really are my brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, I feel like I know everyone, and everyone knows me, and, you know, more so than any other church that I've been a part of. I feel like these people are my people. Strengthen my relationship with God. I would describe LifeQuest as friends in one word. I, I don't know. I can't come up with a word. I can come up with five. If I had one word to describe LifeQuest, I would describe it as genuine. Because here you get the real article, real people. Family. Happy. Family. Super cool. Mr. Puppet. Family. Journey, family, family. It'll be home, family, community, real, genuine. I think that the people here aren't about um, your outward appearance or um, superficial things. I think people here just genuinely love God and love each other. If I could describe life less than one word, it would be unforgettable. 
It offers a place for us to come and be our real and authentic self and um, the church as a, as a whole is real. You know, sound's not working. Oh, sound's not working. You know, we just move on and it's real. Um, things happen, things come up, and we just we just roll with it. LifeQuest has changed our lives in so many ways. It's been amazing to watch my kids grow up in this church, build strong foundations, relationships with God, and relationships with others that I think are going to be um, lifelong, which is amazing. I've watched my husband come to know Christ and have a relationship with him. And um, for myself, my faith has grown immensely, and it's brought me to a place where I can really trust um, in God and what his promises are for me. Um, I've just been able to see so many amazing changes, and it's all because of what we've experienced here. The impact LifeQuest has had on my life is it gave me a purpose. It gave me a reason to walk in the Lord, in the the word of the Lord, in Jesus Christ. It's given me a church family. Before, I didn't really have anywhere to go to church, but this has given me a spot to go to and uh, worship God. It's been great. It's the best day of my whole week. Life Quest um, shaped me into the man that I am today. Um, I think a lot of my spiritual growth has been through this church. Um, And a lot of the solid foundational teaching I got here, um, growing up in Sunday school, learning things, serving on the worship team and in different areas of the church. Um, I think I've really grown spiritually. I mean, I just want to say that, you know, like serving along uh, with Rob and Terry has just been really cool because we've known them for a long time. They've become like family and friends to us. And, uh, but to also have them as spiritual leaders is kind of just elevated, I think, that relationship to a different level. It's given me opportunity to connect with the Hilton community and to serve the Lord. It has really deepened my faith um, in the amount of time that I have been here at LifeQuest. And I love uh, worshiping with my family, and I've made uh, many wonderful friends here. The environment where my kids are able to try out their gifts in a safe place, like William starting the puppets and, and being able to be part of the kids' ministry is definitely something that I've enjoyed here. You know, having a... A good relationship with uh, the pastor and his family. It's like, you know, we get together on occasion and we, you know, uh, talk about things and challenge each other. That's good. Rob always treats everybody like family and shows love towards them. And uh, we appreciate that. Um, I guess he treats us like family because we are family. So we appreciate that and we love you. And, uh, Congratulations on 15 years. Uh, as I've been attending LifeQuest, I've you learn more about yourself, which in turn helps you to become closer to God, and, uh, and as well with the people here. And I love that uh, the people here just really make this place amazing. And, uh, it's hard to put into words. You just really got to be here to know. My relationship with God has grown tremendously since I've been a part of LifeQuest. I feel like um, it's one thing to sort of grow um, in your relationship with God on your own, and there's obviously something that's very important about that. It's another thing entirely to grow in your relationship with God with a community of other people 
who are like-minded and who have the same love for Jesus that you have. And that's what I've found at LifeQuest. It's completely kickstarted before I didn't have a relationship with God at all. And uh, since coming here, it's completely started my faith journey. LifeQuest has always been uh, a source of family and, um, I guess, full of mentorship. So it's always been a place where I could find people, even although people were constantly moving in and out, there's always somebody here that I could talk to and ask questions, even if that person wasn't my dad, because it's my dad. But I love my dad. I think our relationship with God has grown tremendously. I think personally we've both gone from having um, superficial or cultural Christianity mm. to really having an authentic relationship and um, just finding people to come alongside us and go through some dark days together, but also just enjoy life to its fullest. Yeah, and I think all the different like events, you know, Apple Fest and um, other unique events have really been able to make it just like I've enjoyed um, my walk in relationship with God more. I've been able to read the Bible, you know, a few times since being here. So when we started out 15 years ago, we really were just family. There were two families that came together, and there was just a few of us. And through the years, it's been a blessing to watch the church grow and to be a part of the church community and share in its joys and the sorrows that come with being part of a church community. I'm so proud of how God has used Rob and Terry and the kids to minister here in Hilton, and it's been our privilege to see God's growth, Rob's growth, as he ministered and as he, his progression of sermons have gone from the toilet bowl series to a year studying acts. You know, working together as a team and as a community and um, man, I, I've learned so much about people and myself and I think even my kids, you know, just having them here at Life Quest has been such a gift. And, you know, just that authenticity that our church has and learning to be real with each other, even when it's hard. And um, it's just a, been a safe place, I think, for that. Just um, giving each other grace and, and giving each other room to grow. If I could describe LifeQuest in one word or two words, I think I would say veterinary clinic. Because I believe that LifeQuest has reached out and and been here for hundreds of people who were maybe wounded and needed needed um, spiritual healing. And I've watched them come and go, come in really sick and go really well. Thank you, Pastor Rob, and uh, happy 15-year uh, anniversary. Am I on? All right, I feel totally bamboozled. <laughs> but you were given away a little bit. This morning, a 17-year-old boy came out of his bedroom, and the first thing out of his mouth was, Dad, happy 15th anniversary. I'm like, why is he thinking that? How does he know? How is that even on his radar? Thank you so much. Thank you. I uh, love you guys. It's an honor 
serving our church family. Thank you. Um, yeah, amen. Let's eat cake. Um, thank you. That's, yeah. I want cake. I don't think it's insignificant that today's Hebrew word uh, is the Hebrew word for family. Um, and that's what, you know, when I think about our church, I think of you guys as, as family, right? We, I think about the, the No Wickerson family game nights that we need to get back to. And that, that we, it's, it's a family. And the, the Hebrew word um, for family is mishpacha. Say that with me. Mishpacha. Such a great word. Um, and in, in, the, in the Bible, biblical Hebrew, um, and in modern Hebrew, the word mishpacha um, is so much more than just your blood relatives. And I have blood relatives sitting here in the room, and, and some are on camera and not here this morning, right? But mishpacha is more than just the people that you're related to. It, he's fine. He's fine. Let him. It's a free-range church. He needs to move. Let him move. But it can re, the, the word mishpacha can it, not just your blood relatives, but it can refer to your clan or those that are bound by the same faith, that same community, right? With little monkeys with clothes hangers in their hands. That's it's mishpacha that that we are family. Um, so as we come to the table this morning, someone grab that kid and bring him with you, and deliver him to his parents. Uh, if he'll let you pick him up, which I don't know will happen, um, just let him. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He's please, mom, dad, don't. We are fine. Um, can I have a fist bump. Nice. Take my hand too. Eye contact. Well done. Good job. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's family. It's okay. Think about what church would that be okay to happen other than here? Um, yeah, I know, right? Exactly. Exactly. I know. No, you can't have my tablet. I need it. All right. Right? I mean, yeah, when we, when we didn't know how he was going to respond to things and he was strapped onto the ski board and now he's, he's all over the place and he's awesome. As we prepare our hearts for communion, you know, we think about family and that can in, and evoke warm memories like gathering over special moments like this um, or even those everyday ones um, that when we think about who God has called us to be as a church family, that he strengthens us and he challenges us and he molds us into the people that he's called us to be. Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these symbols of grace, for these pieces of bread and cups of juice. Father, as we come to the table today as a family, as mishpacha, Lord, that you would come and meet with us, that you would come and strengthen and encourage and heal us. In Jesus' name, amen. Tables are open.
you have an awesome time up there. Yeah, cake is coming. And James, can you flip uh, one of the toggle switches? Just one. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, well, it blows everyone's brains when you turn them both on at the same time, so we'll ease ourselves into it. As uh, Melissa and Terry are kind of cutting cake and they're going to serve it so that we can have cake uh, while we jump into this morning's message, um, just a couple of quick announcements. Um, so, number one, we started our new Wednesday night Bible study at Cross Point this past Wednesday, uh, and we had 25 people show up, which was amazing. And so, if you're um, interested in the new Bible study that we're doing, American Campfire Revival, um, that is the actual, the, at the beginning, beginning of the study starts this Wednesday. Every week will not be an hour and 25 minute movie. Um, so uh, it will be a shorter, much shorter video, and then discussion, and there's a material in the workbook uh, that you can work on. And so if you're interested in joining us on Wednesday nights at Crosspoint, we would love to have you. There's still time to, to jump in. There's still room, plenty of room. And uh, so that is every Wednesday now. Our men's ministry normally would be the... A Tuesday, the first Tuesday in April, but because it's break, we have moved the our April men's meeting to Tuesday, April 11th, which is the second Tuesday, and so that's coming up. So guys, make sure that you get that on your calendar. And then I know Chick and Matt are working on uh, corralling guys to go on the men's retreat in May. So this this meeting on April 11th will be our April meeting. Our meeting in May will be the men's retreat at Camp Hickory Hill. And so I know Matt sent out a text last night, and so there's a, that's, that's coming up. Easter is two weekends from now. Yes, way. This coming Sunday is Palm Sunday. And I'm, I, I know, right? It's crazy. But what's interesting is that this Sunday, today, March 25th, was Easter Sunday 15 years ago crazy how Easter moves uh, because it's tied to Passover, which is based off of the lunar calendar versus the actual Roman calendar where it follows it around. So anyways, it, so Easter is always attached to Passover and Passover moves. And so this year, Easter is the second weekend in April. So next weekend is the, the last message in our Ephesians study, and we'll be wrapping up doing a message next weekend um, on the armor of God, and I'm really excited about it. I was hoping to surprise you guys. I don't know if I'll still be able to surprise you. I'm hoping I can with uh, a message on the, the full armor of God, and uh, it's going to be fun. And so that's next Sunday, and then Easter is coming up uh, the next Sunday, April 9th. Mother's Day is coming, when I just want to make sure that we get ahead of ourselves. So for Easter, which is two weekends from now, we're going to have an Easter brunch while we're having church. So if you can bring a dish to pass for Easter brunch, 
that would be super, super helpful. I know, I think we have access to eggs, so we'll make sure, and, and someone who really enjoys making scrambled eggs, Mr. Feathers, is going to uh, come help us with that. But uh, if you've got an idea for what you'd like to add to our Easter brunch, please let us know, and we'll have Easter brunch on Sunday, April 9th. And then Mother's Day is in May, and dads, we are working on a plan to just blow the socks off of our moms this year for Easter, so you'll probably be seeing something coming um, from the from the men's ministry guys to help uh, as we plan our, our Mother's Day special Sunday. And then in June, we have the life, first annual LifeQuest Cardboard Regatta, and uh, so if you are a dad and are up for the challenge. You don't have to put a boat in the regatta, but you got a regatta. It's going to be fun. And so if you need to buddy up with another dad, do that. If your kids are already grown and out of the house and you want to help mentor a dad or help partner with a dad to help them build a boat, that would be, why are you looking at me? What? Or you're not a dad, or someday you'll be a dad. You can still participate and put a boat together for the cardboard regatta. Uh, no, you cannot. You're, you can't be a dad. You have one. Well, you may be the kid that's in my boat. I have to have a child in my boat. So you and me can be in the boat. The boat so we're going to be having this special. It'll be the Saturday before Father's Day. So whatever that day is, the June 25th or June 24th, and we are going to be having our, our weekend worship experience at the Parton Pond. So Doug Parton is one of our Royal Ranger leaders um, on Wednesday nights. And their family has a, uh, a pond with a pavilion and picnic area and grills. Um, and it's out uh, in Lakeside, just past Hamlin Beach State Park. And so we're going, there's power um, in the pavilion, so we're going to do worship. Kind of like we did church at the falls, we're going to do church at the pond, but we're going to do it on Saturday. So we'll have worship, and we'll have a Father's Day message, and then the cardboard regatta. And so that's those are all the big things that are coming. We have a lot, something in every month. Caleb. So start collecting cardboard. If you find it, and, and even if you get more cardboard than you think that you need, you can stockpile it and share it with other dads. I already, my garage is already starting to fill up with cardboard. I'm actually pulling over on the side of the road and snagging cardboard. So if, if you need help collecting cardboard or if you know someone who works somewhere that has access to cardboard, please let us know that so that we can, um, we can take care of that. Awesome. I think that's it for announcements. Lots of things coming up. It's going to be a busy spring and, and a fun one. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we invite you to come and meet with us this morning. Holy Spirit, come and center our hearts, fill our minds, and guide our steps to receive everything that you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, it's already 11 o'clock, and so I am going to be brief and... Um, this morning's message 
I've wrestled with titles as we've been. So we're we're in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21 through Ephesians chapter 6, verse 9. And I've been wrestling with what do we call this message? And it's I've tried to... God affects every area of our lives. God invades every area of our lives. But this passage of Scripture literally covers all of the major parts of life. When you think about what relationships we have in life, you are in one or more or all of these three categories that we're going to kind of unpack this morning. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5, and we're starting in verse 21. And this is one of the passages of Scripture that has been used, uh, as, as they say, used and abused to uh, twist and has caused a lot of headache and heartache. But I think we can unpack this passage of Scripture in a way that is healthy and real and will help us to, to change it and maybe see the way God is part of our lives in a new way. So verse 21, it says, And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit. That's a, that's a strong word. In the Greek, that word is one of my favorite Greek words. It's the word hupotasso. Say that with me. Hupotasso. It's a great word. It means it means to come under, right? And it doesn't mean blind obedience. It just means I I submit. I come under authority. And so it says. And further, submit hupotasso to one another, one another, each other, out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. Jesus is the Savior of his body, the church. And as the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. And that passage of Scripture has been used to cause innumerable harm the body of Christ, to families. And that doesn't mean that we should not take this passage into account. But I think sometimes there, are, there have been occasions where people have said, you just have to do what I tell you to do because the Bible says you do. And that is not what this is saying at all. Because you have to look at it in context, right? We've been telling, teaching my kids, how do I understand God's word because you take this one passage, and if you just leave that all alone, you could do some pretty dangerous things. But what does it say in context? What's happened before this passage? What happens after this passage? What's being said around it? And so let's keep going. So in verse 21, 22, 23, and 24, wives, come under the covering, come under the authority of your husband as the church comes under the authority of Christ. Now, verse 25, for husbands, this means love your wives. And the word here in the Greek, love, is the agape version of love, meaning it's the 
unconditional love, the love that has no limits, the love, not the, not the, because there are different forms of love in the, in the Greek. There is brotherly love. There is, there is affection. There is affinity like friendship. This love is the unconditional. You have to love your wife without limit. Say that one with me. Agape. Agape. The love that, that Paul is talking about. So for husbands, this means love your wives. How? How? Just as Christ loved the church. He gave his life up for her to make her holy and clean washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. For no one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. And it goes on. And it says, and as the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and his mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it's an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say, so Paul's saying, look, in case you missed it, again, I'm telling you, I say each man must love, must agape his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Let's go on. So that's the first section. When you honor your spouse, when you honor your husband and, your, and you honor your wife, you are honoring God. So the next chunk, so not everyone in this room is a husband or a wife. Maybe you are, or you're, you're no longer a, a, a spouse because your spouse is with the Lord, or you haven't met your spouse yet. Um, or, so we, we're not all in this category. And, or some people, there are some people who never marry, and that's totally okay. But this next one, we're all a part of. Because if you're here... You are a child or a parent. So it says, children, this is chapter 6, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. Right? So kids... We need to honor our parents. And when we honor our parents, we're honoring God. And then he says, and he does, but he doesn't leave it there, right? Because now he says, okay, yep, kids, I got you. Now, fathers, it's interesting, he doesn't say parents. He says, fathers, do not, and this is what I'm not great at. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. By the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. When we as parents honor our kids, we honor God. And then the last section. And again, this is one where sometimes people have taken 
this out of context and said, well, the Bible endorses slavery. It doesn't. But it does recognize in the culture that this book was written that slavery occurred and that there should be honor in that relationship. So how do we take this verse and apply it now? We're not slaves anymore, but we are employees and we are employers and this same thing applies. Now, I don't recommend that you go in and refer to your boss tomorrow morning as master, um, or, nor should you expect for them to treat you like slaves, although sometimes when you work someplace, you might feel that you've been treated like a slave uh, at your place of employment. But this, this passage applies to us as well. He says in verse 5, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. So how do we apply that? Now we say, okay, God, I'm going to do my job to the best of my ability. In the context that Paul is writing this, he's literally talking to slaves and masters who have to do this because they, they are owned. They get no compensation for it. And still he says, treat your, treat your, your master with respect because you don't do this for them. You do this for the Lord. And then it applies to us now today is my job, whatever your job is, you work for an accountant or you work for a drywall company or you work for a, a, a service industry or whatever it is, or, or you're a stay-at-home mom and you are working as you serve your family. We don't do this so that we get accolades or, or attaboys or cake we do this because we want to serve the Lord. And we do this whether, whether someone's watching or not. And then he wraps it up with masters. So it's slaves, honor your master. Employer, employees, honor your employer. And then masters, employers, treat your slaves, treat your employees in the same way. Don't threaten them. Remember, you have both have the same master in heaven, and he has no favorites. Love that. He has no favorites. Whether you are the guy in charge or the guy at the bottom of the, of the totem pole, he has no favorites. And we have a responsibility as we honor our employers or we honor and we respect our, our employees, people who work with us, or we are children and we're honoring our parents, or as parents, we are honoring our kids, or as husbands and wives, husbands, honor your wife, respect your wife, love your wife. What I find so interesting um, about this passage specifically, when we talk about honoring our spouses, when we honor our spouse, we honor God, is that the, the section where Paul tells wives to submit to their husbands Four verses. When he's talking to the husbands about loving your wives, 
because we are dumb as men, it takes him 12 verses to unpack that, to give clear instruction. What does it look like, husband, to love your wife? It takes him 12 verses to explain it. Honor our wives. Respect them. Love them. Just as Christ loved the church. When we honor our spouses, we honor God. When we honor our children and our parents, we honor God. I love this when we think about, and I'm just, it's a privilege to watch our kids that have grown up here at LifeQuest. A few weeks ago, I was goofing around and I showed a picture of Zach um, at Camp Hickory Hill when I first met him uh, in our Mighty Men program. And he was 12. And he was this cute little monkey of a kid, and now he's the man. But to watch Zach grow, to watch him grow in his faith, to watch him grow in, in servanthood and leadership as a worship leader, and, and seeing him grow and get a job and figure out life, and he doesn't have it all figured out. But in so many cases, we have kids that, as they have grown up, as soon as they were old enough to make a decision, they've chosen to walk away from church. And I look around, even just this small room, I look around this room and I see young people who when we started 15 years ago, they were these little monkeys running around the room and now they are adults and they love Jesus and they serve, right? That's rare. And, and, so, and, and, and I think the reason why we see it happen here is that as parents, we have done a pretty decent job. Which not means we're perfect, because we're absolutely not, right? The video at the beginning of church always says, if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. If you're looking for the perfect parents, we're not it. We make mistakes. But as we have worked to be as real as we can be and to show our kids what does it look like to follow Jesus, we have shown them something worth following. And now that they're old enough and they could be blowing off church and they could be doing this or they could be doing that, um, they're here. Will's parents, the Pascarellas, are at a baptism. Um, and so they're not here with us this morning. And Will's here, right? And, and Colin, who lives across the street from Will, is here serving, and, 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 you know, and it, was, it could have just as been as easy to say, yeah, I don't have a ride. The Pascarellas are coming, so I'm not coming this week. And, I, and, I, and I, when I, so he was on the schedule to serve in the, on the computer this weekend. And I was just like, hey, I didn't know if you know the Pascarellas aren't going to be here tomorrow. And he goes, oh, yeah, I, I guess I'm not going to be able to make it. And then 11 o'clock last night, never mind, I'm coming. And I'm like, Colin. The man, right? That, that when we honor, when, when our kids see us honor our spouses, when they see us honor our employees, they, they see that, man, this thing is real. And it, and it, it makes a difference in life. And in, in so many churches, the, the percentage, it's terrifying. It's, uh, the Lifeway Research did a study that 70% of teenagers drop out of church between the ages of 17 and 19. 
but there is a definite factor that contributes to their successful return to church. What they found was this. When teenagers see an active, practiced faith, an active, practiced faith in their parents and other positive examples at church, Caleb and Kathy, thank you for your leadership and your investment in my kids. When they see an active and positive example at church, they will stop being dropouts and start being disciples. When we honor our spouses, we honor God. When we honor our parents and we honor our kids, we honor God. When we honor our employers and we, and we honor our employees, if you have employees, we honor God. God wants us to have healthy relationships. And um, this morning I want to encourage you and challenge you. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, respect your husbands. Kids, honor your parents, whether they're grown or not. I have a phone call to make to honor my parents today and thank them. Right, Even at 53 years old, I still have a responsibility to honor my parents. Dads, don't provoke your kids to wrath. Hard not to. Sometimes you really want to provoke them. You really do. Encourage them, yes. And then finally, employees, honor your employer. Because when we honor our employers, we're honoring God. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. Uh, it's a little scary last night with the wind tearing through. But the sun is out and it's a beautiful spring day. Lord, I pray that as we continue as this, in this journey through the book of Ephesians, that we thank you for this example of how you affect, how you invade, how you have a plan for every part of our lives. For us as husbands and wives, for us as kids and parents, for us as employees and employers, every aspect, you, you want us to bring honor. So Lord, I pray that this week that you would help us, help husbands to love their wives the way you love the church. Have wives honor and, and respect their husbands the way the church comes under authority to you. The kids would honor and respect their parents so that their lives will be blessed. And as parents, as, as dads specifically, Lord, that we would not provoke our kids to wrath, but that we would point them to Jesus by our example. And as, as employees, that we would bring honor to our employers, that we would show people that we're doing our best not because we get a paycheck, but because we want to, we want to please you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Blessings. Have a fantastic week. 
And uh, again, lots of things going on. It's an egg Sunday, so please make sure that you take some eggs. Bless a neighbor. Take a dozen for you and a dozen to give away. There's cake. Take some. If you didn't get a piece of cake, grab a piece of cake. And uh, yeah, drink some overflow punch. (laughs) Stick around. We're not in any race to get out of here, so blessings. Thanks.